On the show today, we're going to alert you to some possible coming food shortages and some price increases. You know, we've been reading and hearing a lot about some of these shortages to come, and we're already noticing some sporadic outages in the grocery stores right now. You may have noticed that the prices in the grocery store on certain things have risen far greater than the rate of current inflation seen in other areas. We've done quite a bit of research, and we found some things that we believe will become in short supply and some things that we expect to see significant price increases in. So we're going to talk about that. Hello and welcome to the show. Today is July the 12th. 2023. This is episode number 394. You're listening to Practical Preving Podcast, and we are here to welcome you and thank you for being here. We want to help everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way, whether it's a natural disaster like a tornado or a hurricane or possibly a lockdown or inflation or food shortages. You need to be prepared. Hi, everybody. I'm Krista. And I'm Mark, and today we'll be talking about current and coming food shortages. If you'd like the full episode notes, go to practicalprepping.info slash 394. How you doing today? Well, I'm doing better today. Don't you like my bass voice? It always does these wonderful, great new things to my voice, but I'm recovering from a bit of a strep infection. I feel okay, but the body is slowly recovering, but I'm a trooper. I'm going to hang in there with you, and we're going to talk about some food shortages and things that we've told you about in the past and alert you to some things coming up. And I am now retired from the law enforcement job, so I am able to be home and take care of her I've done the best that I can. and the best nurse in the nation. She's actually a pretty good patient. I am. I'm a good patient. I, I'm not used to it. I'm not used to being <laughs> waited on hand and foot and seen after and looked after, but I have developed a whole new appreciation for my sweet hubs and for this lovely thing called a hot toddy. <laughs> That'll yeah. fix you. That that helped her out a little bit last <laughs> night. And yeah, boy. I'm learning more about the dishwasher and reacquainting myself with washing dishes by hand. And I'm reacquainting myself with, and I, and I appreciate you doing this, I do, but I'm finding new and strange places that you have located pots and pan lids and utensils. <laughs> You're just putting them wherever you can find a spot, so I'm relocating them for you. But hey, it's like I told you, there's no wrong way to clean a kitchen or fold a towel. So you just keep on doing that. She said that many, many times. All right, let's get on with the episode. We want to look back at some of the food shortages of 2022 and 2023. You know, the big one was that baby formula shortage. Mm -hmm. And we had a couple of folks that we knew that were affected by that. And we called it in February of 2022. And it happened actually in April and May of 2022. It got bad in June. Yes, it did. And we had folks that we had told ahead of time that stock up it's coming and we got a few notes that said thank you because i was ready and i didn't have to scramble looking yeah you for had it. some co-workers there at the school that you were working you had some teachers there that had brand new babies we had daughters with brand new babies and we let them know you need to go ahead and buy those cases of baby formula and sure enough it hit like a boss last yes, summer it did we also called in March of 23 the sriracha sauce shortage, 
And we've just seen that really in June happening. You know, I was just in a Walmart in North Carolina recently, and I purposefully went down that grocery aisle. Walmart. Now, they're never understocked. Mm -hmm. They had loaded shelves of a lot of things, but you know what they were out of? Sriracha sauce. The Huifang Sriracha sauce, that classic bottle. There was not one drop of that Sriracha sauce in that. In fact, there was zero Sriracha of any brand. And I said, you know what? That shortage is already showing up. We also saw some scalping of prices on eBay. Mm -hmm. There was one guy asking as much as $70 a bottle, which is absolutely ridiculous. But some have actually sold for as much as $35 a bottle. Well, the corporation that owns the most of that, that Weifong Corporation, they announced that the problem was there's a pepper shortage worldwide mm -hmm. there's it's either a drought situation or a flood situation but either way weather caused their pepper supply to just drop right down through the floor it was definitely a supply chain issue with the peppers and we call that shortage in march now maybe next time we need to go and purchase up on the things that we see are going to be short and then we can put them on ebay <laughs> You know, don't fuss at $70 a bottle because if somebody will pay it, you know, that's on them. So God bless well, them. Well, I didn't see anybody buy the one at 70 well, I, I did see some sell for 35 <laughs> When the avian flu hit, causing the destructions of millions of chickens, we told you that egg prices would rise significantly. And they did about 500% in some places. And in other places, there were shortages. Yes, there were not only some shortages, but outages to the point that whatever supply of eggs were in the grocery store, the stores were putting a limit, like a limit of two purchased, you know, two total boxes of eggs that you could purchase at any given time. And so that's what often happens as well. We're not accustomed to seeing limits put on grocery items, mm -hmm. but they do it all the time now. We've seen it when they had ridiculously low prices that they would limit how many you could buy. At sure, that price. didn't want to run on them. But when they had inflated prices and the limits, you knew there was a problem. Mm -hmm. One thing that you need to understand is that shortages will vary by region, and they can even vary by store. That's true because different outfits have different distribution points. So if you're, for example, if you're in the Seattle, Washington area or Burlington, Vermont or Phoenix, Arizona, you may see different supply chain disruptions because those distribution points are going to vary and what they have stocked up on is going to vary. So please understand, factor in wherever your region or even if you're outside of the United States, you've got to factor in your supply chain regions and your shortages may not be the exact same products, but you still may find disruptions and interruptions and outages in your normal supply areas. Now, we're not peddling fear. No. We're not saying that we'll have problems finding enough food to eat. Heck no. That's not going to be the problem. There will be something there to eat. It might come down to me eating zucchini. Now, if I'm eating <laughs> zucchini, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Oh, no. But anyway... Not saying that there are going to be problems finding enough food no. to eat. We're, we're not scared. We're not panicking. No, no. We're just letting you know that what you're seeing is the same things that we are seeing. What we're saying is that there likely be some shortages of some foods, and that may vary by region. 
And we are saying that the lower supply of some foods will drive the price of those foods higher, and in some cases, there may be shortages of those. You know, we're just trying to give you a heads up like we've done before, and in some cases, we were months ahead of the national concern. So this is where practical prepping really comes to the front, so that you can have some awareness, and we're not saying go out and buy 19 cases of everything. But you just may want to try to stock up on some of these items that you're seeing a lower supply. It'll hedge your inflation for the future, and it will stock up your prepper pantry when you need it. Let's take a short break for our sponsors, and when we come back, we'll share with you some of the things that we believe we will be seeing. We've experienced food shortages in the grocery stores from supply chain issues. Now we're hearing from farmers how food harvests are decreasing and will likely get smaller. We could find ourselves staring at empty pantry shelves or standing in food lines. Yes, it could happen in America. That's why survival food is more important than ever. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriot Survival Food Kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years, super survival food. This is that next tier level of food storage we've talked about on the podcast. These kits are compact, sturdy, water resistant, and stack easily. They have delicious breakfast, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add water, simmer, and serve. Right now, you can go to fourpatriots.com and use the code PREPPER to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. They're called Four Patriots because a portion of every sale is donated to charities who support our veterans and their families. Just go to fourpatriots.com and use the code PREPPER to get 10% off. That's fourpatriots.com. Use the code PREPPER. Start building your stockpile today. If having crystal clear, clean water is important to you, either every day or in an emergency, you need to look at Pro One Gravity Filter. Pro One filters over 200 contaminants out of the water, including microplastics. It also filters out fluoride without having to buy an additional filter. We have the big plus three-gallon gravity system, and we use it daily. We can really tell a difference in the taste of our water. The tea and the coffee, everything tastes better. There is a right-size Pro One gravity filter for your family, from whole house systems right down to the refrigerator pitcher. Order your Pro One today. The link is on our website at www.practicalprepping.info. We're going to share some things that we believe that we will be seeing coming over the next few months or next, say, six months. One is rising prices and shortages of beef. Yeah, that's sort of been slowly coming on from the spring up until about now midsummer, mainly because there was enormous drought in Texas. And of course, they've been slammed right now with horrible heat waves. It has destroyed their grass crop. And what that does is that forces cattle farmers to push their stock earlier toward Mm -hmm. market. And it's earlier than anticipated. So this is going to drive some pricing up. And there's also been less demand for beef dating back a couple of years because of beef shortages that stemmed from the pandemic. Americans actually took the habit of not 
eating as much beef or ordering it in restaurants as much. They said that nationally, Americans are eating 5.6% less beef this year than last year. And so they're seeing a trend downward toward the consumption of beef. So some of us need to pick up our consumption of beef. Well, you know, <laughs> it, you know, you and I have actually purchased from a local uh, processing supplier. One of, our, one of our listeners. Right. And it, you talk about some good, delicious beef. Oh, yeah. That is some real good eating right there. But we did purchase a 50-pound box so that we would have... Plenty, And we were able to select the types of beef that we wanted, the cuts that we wanted. Not only is it more fresh and delicious tasting, but we also were able to get it at really incredibly good pricing. So that's one thing if you've got a processor locally, locally in your area that you can utilize that if you're a beef eater like we are because we love our steaks. The next thing that we think we may see some issues is with fresh produce. Now, the farmers' fuel and fertilizer costs have risen drastically over the last couple of years. Yeah, thanks, we, Russia. <laughs> well, not only Russia, but some of our own domestic policies have really caused a rise in the fuel prices. Yeah. And some of these farmers, especially the small ones, they're really having difficulty being able to buy the fuel and the fertilizer because of those costs. And even locally sourced produce may see a lower yield at a higher price because of that. And these higher prices of the fuel and the fertilizer, that gets passed on to the consumer. So be watching for your fresh produce and such as that and get it when you can, get it when it's on sale. Another thing that I found, interestingly, is oranges. Mm. And I love a good orange. It's not good for my blood sugar, but I love a good one. I love orange juice. Well, Florida is down in production, and some estimates say that they're down as much as 50%. That's huge. Across the whole state. Oh. Now, the California production is up, but it's not up enough to offset the difference. So you're going to see, obviously, fresh produce prices increase, but anything that involves orange juice in processed foods will also have to rise because of that. How about cooking oil? Yes, cooking oil, particularly the oil seed crops. This would involve soybean, sunflower, peanut, and canola. Did you know that the most significant suppliers of oil seed are Russia and Ukraine. I was a little surprised by that. So the war has definitely reduced the supply and the export of the oil seed crops and the oil itself. Canada produces a lot of canola oil, and the market feeling the reduction from Russia and Ukraine is going to put more demand on the Canadian canola oil. And that is going to raise the price because it comes down to supply and demand. When there's a big demand and a low supply, the cost goes up. Yeah, they're going to fill that gap, but they're going to take an opportunity to, to recoup some of their outlay as well. I mean, that, you, that's what business does, and we can't really fault them for that. Yeah, and India is a leading producer of palm oil. But in 2022, they voted to limit the exports of palm oil from India by 25%. Now, that was reported in the Economic Times. 
And so palm oil is a major component in many baked goods in the U.S. So we may see some bread prices going up and other baked goods. Well, now let me ask you this. If they're a leading producer of palm oil, what benefit is it to their nation to limit their own export by 25%? Are they are they seeing that they would be at an impending shortage if yes. they did so? Yes, from what I it's read, it's like famine reduction kind of thing. They mm-hmm. were cutting back to make sure their people had enough palm oil. Well, I, I I give India praise for that, but also understand that you know it's going to drive the prices up, like you said, of the processed foods. It is, but nationally. You should take care of your own before you take care of others. I mean, that's kind of biblical. Yes, we're to take care of others, but we are to take care of ourselves first. We're not to go hungry in order to provide for somebody else. I get that. I I don't fault them for that at all. But hey, in the midst of all this gloom and doom that we're telling you, and again, we're not scared, we're not panicking, we're just purveying the facts. But I do want to give you some good news. Yes, there is some good news to be found in the midst of all of this, and here's what it is. The production of chicken, turkey, and pork was up in 2022. What that means is there's a higher supply, which means that in order to satisfy demand, a higher supply means they've got to push it to the market faster, and that's going to drive the pricing down. You might actually see some reduction in the price of processed chicken at the grocery store in your Thanksgiving turkey, pork products, which is, you know, It's got to be the king of meats, bacon, ham. You hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that might be a good time also to stock up on some lower pricing that you may see because that type of product is going to be quite available. Krista went to the grocery store uh, the other day and she came in with a lot more chicken than she normally does. And all of that went into the freezer because she found a good price on it. Oh, it was incredible. Now, wasn't it a year or two years ago that we were talking about the shortage of Thanksgiving turkeys. They had talked about that last Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving before. So that was one of those. And we would suggest this year, like we did last year and the year before, that you buy that turkey early. You don't wait right up to the last week. Yeah. there. You know, here's the thing about Thanksgiving turkeys, because I've been doing a lot of grocery shopping for a long time. Even if there's an enormous abundance of turkeys, they're still going to raise the prices about that last 10 days, maybe if, by a nickel or a dime or so, but still, because they know there's a lot of last minute shoppers mm-hmm. and they're going to want to profit on that complacency. So yeah, buy your turkey, put it in the freezer in September, October. Just be sure to thaw it in time. Here's some other actions that we can take and That is watch for good buys on beef products. Be looking for good buys. When you find a very good buy, stock up. And another very economical way to stock up on orange juice is to buy the frozen concentrate, that little that little six inch can, Mm -hmm. you know, that you can store in the freezer. A lot of folks maybe don't like frozen concentrate orange juice, but Ounce for ounce, it's the best value going, and it keeps in the freezer for a month, so you could probably buy a whole case of it. Well, if you just bought four or five, then you would have it there if your store experienced a shortage of it or if there was an extreme price hike. Exactly. So don't wait until you're completely out to resupply. Now, let me give you a little asterisk here. Now, when it comes to cooking oil, unless you are a restaurant or you have 
19 kids like the Duggars, you're not going to be buying gallons and kegs full of cooking oil. You're just not. Because as we know, cooking oil, particularly the liquid oils, they don't store for years and years and years. Even if unopened, they can become rancid after a couple of years. But we would suggest that maybe you just double up on what you normally have. I normally keep a gallon and a couple of quarts of this, maybe some olive oil. So maybe I need to have two gallons and about four quarts and a few pints and just kind of recycle those as we go. If you do that, if you buy two, use one. When you run out of that one, you still have one left, one unopened. Then start looking for your next ones because you will be able to resupply before you get through that second gallon of cooking oil. Yeah, you sort of have a halfway point. It's kind of like a gas tank, okay? We start looking for a place to get gas when we're traveling at a half tank of gas. It costs no more, but it guards against running out. Yeah, particularly because sometimes we may take a route that we may not be that familiar with, and it turns out it's 75 miles of nothing, Mm -hmm. and there's nowhere to stop to get gas, and you may find yourself out on a highway situation where you're 40 miles from the next anything. So don't take a chance, you know, for sure. It it really costs you no more. And when we're traveling, it gives us a chance to get out of the car, stretch the legs for just a few minutes. doesn't take long to fill up with fuel and wash the windshield, hit the restroom, and we're back on the road. So it's a good thing to do with gasoline. It's a good thing to do with pretty much anything that we have in prepping when it comes to food prep, when it comes to the Mm. items that we need. We do that. We get to halfway into our bathroom tissue supply. It's time to go buy more cases. Halfway into our paper towel, go buy some more. Halfway into your cooking oil restock. And you're just doing it a little bit along because cooking oil has to be restocked a little more often, but that's simply done to keep it fresh. However, your canned goods, your dried beans, you know, the types of things that you would normally eat in your, that your family enjoys, by all means, if you find good case lots on that, go in with some family members or friends and buy multiple case lots and divide it out. You'll really save a lot that way. I mean, it's, it's literally pennies per pound when you buy it that way. Now, there's a pretty good article on 13 food shortages that we could expect in 2023. I'm not going to give you the link here because it is on my computer here. It's about seven inches across, you know, with (laughs) with all these numbers and letters and stuff. That's secure. But we will put the link to that article on the episode notes. And again, if you want those episode notes, Go to practicalprepping.info slash 394, and that will take you right to that page. And we hope that you have found some value in today's podcast. And if you have done so, would you consider giving back by buying us a cup of coffee? You can go to the link on the website to buy us a coffee and help support the podcast. And we do so much appreciate you being with us today. And your support is so meaningful. It helps us continue our show. And we also benefit the St. Jude's Children's Research Hospitals in Memphis, which is doing marvelous, tremendous work in the fight against childhood cancer. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared. And we'll see you next time.